Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experienced some called Jason, and with me today is... The blurred Don of the Ville, who happened to be chasing his 139 grams of protein, the Todd Fall. CDO113, the droid you're looking for. And the token stock watcher, Tarky. And today, we're going to be asking a question, can comics survive once the movies disappear? Todd, explain to us what... You, what since this was your idea, what you mean by that question? Wow. I think I'd go first. Basically, the question is, well, right now, the thing that's propping up the big two anyway, Marvel especially, is the fact that they have a movie division and that they use the comics in some ways to mine for the movies. But, you know, comic, comic movies now, this, this current era has been going since, what, 98? That was when the first Blade dropped. Blade was is basically the kickoff of this branch of, of movies. You got to figure it, it probably ain't got another couple of decades in it. Yeah. You know, before they start doing like Westerns. If you look, you're already starting to kind of see the diminishing returns. And right now, everybody's going, you know, well, it's because of the pandemic. But when you actually read the reviews of a lot of these, of these kind of flicks post-Endgame there's a whole lot of men. It's not, even if you like those movies, you can't honestly say you got as excited about them as like the first time you saw Spider-Man or uh, when they mentioned the Avengers at the end of Iron Man or the first time you saw the Avengers assembled. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a diminishing return. So just like sci-fi had its run, Westerns had their run, horror flicks kind of had their run, you know, eventually, comics run is going to end. The, the thing is, the comics themselves these days, for the most part, suck. You know, they're not, they're not doing any kind of near the numbers they did in their heyday, kind of like in the 90s. So, do you think that, well, it's not AT&T now, but do you think Warner Brothers will continue to prop up DC Comics? Do you think Disney will continue to prop up Marvel Comics? Once those movies basically become like the Western, when they stop being, when the next it thing comes along and bumps them, where does that leave comic books? You know, assuming the quality stays the same, you know, if, if everything is just like it is now, if you woke up tomorrow and, and comic book movies were done, where does that leave the books? Uh, for me, I don't see comics rocking on with any strength. I mean, yeah, you probably will have maybe 10 titles that still hold some sort of, you know, sentimental ring to, to the readers. But as a whole, the industry was st kind of on a decline before the, uh, you know, surge of comic book movies. And because I can remember as a kid, you know, in the, in the late 70s and even in the early 80s, you would have a comic book movie Every now and then, like Superman or Batman or the Punisher movies or, or something like that. But you never really had that. Yeah, they're dominating the box office. You know, you still had if, if you were a comic book geek, nerd, whatever you want to call it. You went to the to the source. You know, you went to DC or you went to Marvel because at the time you really didn't have as many, you know, independents that had a product that really stood out. And 
as you're hitting this plateau, yeah, you're going to rock along on that plateau plateau for a while. But like Todd said, the movie uh, genre is mining all that that went before them. And unless they bring in writers that can write a, a cohesive story from beginning first chapter to, to the last that can stand on its own, you're not going to have that staying power. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of the things that was the strength of the old old school comics of the late 70s, the 80s, and the 90s was you actually had writers that had read something other than a comic book. They had read the classics. They had some sort of uh, foundation of what good writing was. And some of the writers that are writing today have that. Some of them don't. And it shows because like they can write a great intro to a storyline, but then it's like they lose interest and it just kind of falls apart. Or, yeah, we've got this great idea, but they don't present it in a way that it shines. Like to them, they've presented the greatest thing ever. But if somebody goes, hey, you know, this could be stronger here or this doesn't make sense over here. They get mad. It's like, well, if you don't like all my stuff, you don't you don't like comic books. And that's where the, the fault line is. And it's just you're waiting for a crumble. You, you may have a piece of the, the enterprise that lasts, but you will have this big schism where other stuff just falls by the wayside. I would point out that Superman was a pretty big deal when the, when the Christopher Reeve Superman hit. That, that was actually a pretty big deal box office wise. Yeah, and and you know the whole Batmania thing hit when the Batman movie came out. So yep, yeah. What you didn't have was anything else to kind of support it. Yeah, as opposed to Blade came out, and then a little bit later, you know, uh, X Men came yeah. out, and then a little bit later, Spider Man came out. And each one of those was kind of blowing up a little bit bigger than the one behind it. Which is the reason why I started with Blade. I I didn't bother to mention the well, really, Christopher Re- Chris. You were right. When Christopher Reeve's Superman came out, it was kind of its own thing. When the '89 Batman came out, you had a you had a glut of lower tier heroes get movies after that. But Batman was a tentpole. So once the Batman movies start kind of crashing out, once they especially once they did Batman and Robin, and that thing didn't it didn't perform. Yeah, that, they basically went they cut the strings on it like this is crap. You know, it's over. The other thing I'd point out is I'm not sure if if comparing it to the westerns is necessarily the ba- best route to go, just because part of the reason the western d- dried up like it did was the sheer number they were putting out. You know, we we think oh, there's been a lot of comic book movies. There were hundreds of westerns in a year. <laughs> yeah, there were nothing like the, the hundreds of westerns they did on TV and movies. I mean, they just flooded the market with the same thing. Which is the reason why I also added sci-fi, because after Star Wars, you had a you had a whole glut of Battle Beyond the Stars and this and this Buck and this. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, hell, the slasher flicks. Hell, in which slasher flick crazy in the damn eighties. Yeah, the slasher flicks are probably a pretty good. You know, and all of those, you're still getting some of them. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I never said that comics movies would completely go away. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when they become like these other flicks. Where you ain't getting them on the regular. 
you know, what's what's the last Western that you saw in a theater? I know for me it was that remake of The Magnificent Seven. How many years ago was that? To be wow. fair, Westerns have never been my thing, so that wouldn't be one I'd go to anyway. But, but uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, like right now, Disney goes. The comics are basically just our research and development. Okay, it kind of goes. It, it kind of becomes how much does it cost to prop up the comics versus what you're making. You know, how big a movie do you have to have to kind of cover whatever loss the comics are, or are you know, that the uh, the comic company is having. Which is the question. What do will do you think they will survive once they stop being the it thing? I'm not saying they're not going to be the it thing five years from now. But the but just the law of diminishing returns, they they're going away. They're not gonna be that they're not going to be dominant forever. And the trick is you had a time when comics had the books had enough of a following didn't make a difference. You don't have that now. The movies are what are propping up the books. The books don't have sales. They don't. Manga sales like a motherfucker. The big two don't sell like that. That's the reason why you got, hell, 19 volumes of Captain Marvels because the shit don't sell. And they keep trying to do the number ones to, to prop it back up. They do that because they, they are looking at it as research and development. What happens to the book when they ain't needing it to research no more? When it stops, when the, when the thing that it's, that they're using it for goes away or lessens, what happens to the books? You know, X-Men comes out and flops and kills the genre because it could. Will it? Doubtful. But it could. You know, Batman, the way Batman movies were selling, nobody thought Batman and Robin was going to come out and crash. And it did. So that's that's the question of the show is once that's gone, no matter when that happens, once that's gone, do you think the books will continue? I think the big two would have to make some major adjustments to, to just just to carry their own weight. Uh, but comments will keep going because your independents are doing okay. They're not making big money or nothing. But, you know, your independents are having to support themselves. They don't have anything else to fall back on. It'll kind of boil down to talent at this point because the big two are going to make cuts. It's obvious the moment the movies don't make money, the comics are going to shrink more so. And it comes down to will they have, you know, they're essentially going to elevate whatever writer makes a book that succeeds. And it's just do they find someone willing to work the way that that company wants them to work? To have some kind of creative control over the entire project because they're going to reach that point where they realize oh yeah we need we need one cohesive voice to push this in a positive direction and the chance of them actually finding one is low because it's easier to just do independent work right now yeah because that's been a complaint it, for comics for years they, now i know were to cut the number of people they might be able to raise the wages of the ones they kept to be competitive with with what they can make on their own. Yeah. Like I was getting ready to say, uh, I know Jason, Danny, and I, hell, I remember when, hell, Marvel Comics' whole catalog was like, what, 12 books? Yeah. 15 books? You know, there wasn't 15 X-Men titles. There was Uncanny X-Men. 
That's it. You know, there was Avengers. There was like a Spider-Man title. There was, you know, that they would fluctuate sometimes between that and amazing. Sometimes you'd have amazing and spectacular depending on the time period. But you remember back when you used to be able to order your comics out of out of the comic books. You'd have 30 titles on that damn thing. It was like 15 titles. Yeah. I mean, you, like I said earlier, you know, it will not shock me if at some point you end up with maybe just 10 to 15 titles per big company like Marvel. Here's 10 titles or 15 titles. That's all we got for you. Because, you know, if they can't support the paying the artists and the writers and, and the staff that, you know, puts this book together and they ain't making no money, yeah, they're going to close it because, you know, the mouse wants his cheese. Uh, Warner Brothers, you know, they want they want their cut of the uh, of the of the action, and if if it ain't profitable, they'll cut it in a heartbeat. Because I mean, hey, late nineties, early two thousands, Marvel had going on forty or fifty titles at one point, and it's like you don't see that anymore. So, well, DC was doing their 52 for a while there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if if I'm in charge and I'm going, okay, these movies that we're putting out are our big, big cash cow, and that's letting us experiment, and I see that this cash cow is not going to be milked for more than, than this, I'm sitting there looking, okay, we need to cut back over here because we're taking all our profits and flushing it down the drain. We ain't making any extra. And then you see, okay, well, the next thing is down the pipe, and we don't, we won't get our cut of that, and our movies aren't going to make as much at the box office. We're going to need to cut back, so they'll end up cutting back on the amount of movies they crank out and the amount of books they put out. You know, I can see both Marvel and DC continuing to drop maybe uh, two to three movies over the course of a five-year gap just to keep that market share. But I don't see them sitting there going, we're going to drop five movies a year or four movies, you know, because if they ain't making that bank, you know, CGI ain't cheap. I mean, DC. Actually, it's cheaper than a lot of things. That's why they use it so much. Well, you know what I mean? You still got to have a staff to do that. That's one reason, like, DC, they put all their effort into the the comic book uh, cartoons. Marvel, they put it into the movies. I think DC was trying with the movies, Danny. They just weren't. They built their universe in the cartoons versus, hey, let's put all that effort into the live action, where Marvel put it into the live action. Well, no, they they put they put an equal amount of pressure there. It was just in the movies they backed the wrong horse. That's that's just it. It's the same. You know, both the movies have the cartoons have a team. The movies have a team. The difference in them was the cartoon team is actually good. Yeah. The movie team ain't. The yeah. movie team was Snyder. Yeah, it, it was a choice of creative directions that right. really changed up. Yeah. But that being said, look at the newest one, the suicides, the newest Suicide Squad. That it did okay. Like yeah. it turned in a positive direction. And people got interested in the comics that these characters came from. 
because Suicide Squad went the way of, here's this character, the briefest description. And if you don't know who he is, that's all the description you're getting. We ain't spending 20 minutes telling you about his life. Yeah. You want to know about him, go read a damn book. <laughs> Here, he is doing cool shit. And you like, have to do that with an ensemble cast. But... Yeah, or you could spend eight movies trying to... You could spend an, a huge amount of time on their backstory and trying to get you to care about them through a backstory like the first Suicide Squad movie did. Where you had, you know, this is this person, and then a backstory snippet that takes... That's fair. Yeah. Minutes upon minutes. Where in the second one, it was Waller goes, yeah, here is here is seven sentences. That's the entire person. Yep. And then you had to see them act. Because Polka Dot Man is not a popular comic character. No. The devil you say. He's funny. People like to see him show up every now and then. But the movie made people care enough to go look for him in comics. And if that's the direction DC keeps going, there will be an interest in the comics and they could flow off of that by having a movie. And if people suddenly spike for a character, you release, you know, a four issue mini comic about them and you work your profits that way. You work off of, you know, we release a movie a year. Oh, two characters from this movie were really liked. Make a few comics and see how they do. And you may have them, you know, using the comics as kind of a supplement to a movie rather than the comics being a continuous ongoing, like a, like how the mask did it, where they'd had it was they kind of did a series and then there'd be a, a brief, you know, a moment where there's nothing else going on. They didn't make any. And then they'd pop up with another miniseries. Yeah. The mask was always like a four issue miniseries yeah. in format. Uh, no. For a while there, I know DC, I don't know if they, DC was doing it with a lot of characters, but they were doing it with Raven. You'd have a, you know, four to six miniseries with her. And just a little bit later, another one would start up. They did that also with Robin. Yeah. It may that, become that. a system of making, sh- like, double-checking their story and testing it, making sure that they've got their quality on point for storytelling, and then doing doing small episodes like mm-hmm. that rather than a because you don't have to have the continuous ongoing kind of subscription comic because we live in an age where they can just send you an update via your smartphone to tell you we have a comic coming out from this date to this date it's six issues it's about this character you know they can they're showing the ability to change slightly they may need to go full full steam ahead into a system like that where yeah. it is, what character do you like? What characters do you like? What teams do you like? We'll update you and send out a message to you when we plan to make one. It's a and they could. It's a different. Ahead, it's a different rant, but they're if you're talking about comics now, their delivery system is not the problem. The quality of what they got. They have characters that I like. I love X Men. I have loved X Men since I was in junior high. I don't like that X-Men. I find it unreadable. My first hero, my first memory of reading anything is sitting on my parents' bed reading a Batman comic when I'm like three. I love Batman. I don't like that Batman there, though. It's, 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 and that, that's, 
segues back into the question. When they when when comics, it, the question is basically this: When comics have to stand on their quality, they ain't backing no movies. There ain't no movie coming out about them. Nobody gives a damn about comic movies. They've moved on to hell, ass the movie, whatever. They ain't into comic movies no more. Then it's like me. When comics have to stand on their own again, will they survive? No, I don't think they will survive. A huge, it, going back to your Western reference, my dad is a huge Western buff. You got the Louis L'Amour books, you got the Zane books, you know. You will still have a niche for people that enjoy that, but it won't be like a dominant stance. It'll be a little niche market that we make enough from these dedicated followers that we can still crank out. Ten titles. Well, that's what the comics were before the movie yeah. game. They were right. always a small niche. Yeah, they were niche. Which is pre nineties, I'd say they were a niche. Yeah. Which they, is during, their, during their yeah. heyday explosion, you but go you to school were, three, four, you keep five. Referring, you keep referring to the nineties as the heyday, and it would have been within our lifetime. Ain't nothing matched how they exploded in the forties. This true. day ain't nothing matched what they did in the forties. It's been yeah. downhill since. To be fair, yeah. But that's also because there wasn't. There are always going to be more and more options as mm. time goes on. Uh, well, no, I, you know, number of publishers was higher. You know how much they were cranking out. You know, an average. If any comic today got what just an average issue of Superman got back in the day, the publishers would break down in tears of joy because everybody yeah. was buying. Of course, they were you know five cents too. So yeah, any anything news, you know. Newspapers sold better back then because that was the option you had for that mm -hmm. form of entertainment or that form of information for newspapers. Yeah, yeah, you you read your entertainment most people. Well, you know, radio had been around for a little while by that point, but you know, TV was still like brand spanking new and expensive in the forties. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, yes. You wanted the cheap entertainment in the forties. But uh, I think they're going to have to do a lot of adapting, and I don't know if they're... The big two, at least, I don't know if they're going to adapt quickly enough. Uh, the, the, the comic style, the comic the comics as a genre aren't going to go anywhere, because the little guys will adapt. A lot of them, you know, a lot of them may go out of business of and die out. Well, just look how much money Webtoons make in general, and how many there are sometimes, just two people. And you've got thousands upon thousands you could pour through think that the comic entry will kind of do like back in the day sears and roebuck you could order anything from sears and roebuck you know you want a house we'll sell you a kit you want a car we'll sell you a car you know but as they became you know stationary stores yeah they were like yeah you can order anything you want from us but it has to be out of this you know, category. You want a car, you got to go down to the car dealership now. And then when, you know, online sales jumped up, it was one of those things of Sears didn't keep up with the times. And now you're hard pressed to find a Sears store in some areas. Mm -hmm. Which is and, weird because you would have thought they could have fallen back to their older format just using the website instead of yeah. the magazine, but they just it, didn't. And they just didn't. And now, like well, I they said, they could have been Amazon. Yeah. Because they basically were back in the magazine days. 
Yeah, because catalog days. You know, but see, some of that sometimes though, and that's coming from a business standpoint. You can look at the podcast we did on Shang Chi. Some of that failure comes from you've had enough success that you, you assume that you just can't lose. Yeah, I'm yeah. too I'm too big to fail. And truthfully, because when I say comics, I don't truthfully mean independence, image. I'm talking about the oh. shit. That, no, I'm talking about really the big two, the shit that goes back to the damn 30s and 40s and the 60s. You know, the damn characters that are having like 80th anniversaries and crap like that. The big ones. Yeah. Bitter Roots neat. It ain't Batman. It ain't close to Batman. It'll never be in the zeitgeist like Batman. It just won't. It's a neat book. Ain't Batman. I'm talking about the ones, I'm not talking about, yeah, the folks that's down in the gutters now that out crapping, the grimy jokers. The grimy jokers will make it because they're grimy. Hell, they, they hustling. I'm talking about the motherfuckers that you recognize when you see Spider-Man, when you see Superman, when you see this, the, the staple kind of shit. That's the thing that I'm I'm looking at. If it has to stand on its quality, I don't see it making it. If it has to because, stand on it. Because you you have an attitude in that in that business because it's Spider-Man that you just got to buy this shit. You truthfully see it in they they've already got that attitude in the movies too. They but it's real bad in the books. It's been bad in the books now for a while. Yeah. That it's I'm writing Spider-Man, and I'm going to do this. If you don't like it, the hell with you. I mean, we'll literally go online and tell fans, hell, if you don't like my politics, don't buy my damn book. Yeah, that, that's the kind of adapting they're going to have. They're going to do something about that. They're going to have to do something about that shit, because trust me, the NCU folded tomorrow, and they got to stand on the quality of that book. It's gone. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of unemployment checks. You, got a, shit, you got a shit quality. And then you got an asshole writing. That's a bad mix to make money. Not only is your story, you know, if your if your product was good, even if you were an asshole, you'd have people go, I can't stand that motherfucker, but damn, he, don't write a, he or she don't write a damn good story. You ain't got that. You got an asshole that's writing a story that, hell, you feel bad about wasting your time reading the shit. Yeah. It, if you go back to... 60s, 70s, 80s. You had a lot of books, both Marvel and DC, that when you read them, yeah, maybe one character here, one character there, you kind of saw the politics come through. But the rest of them, it was pretty much, hey, the current administration is this. I ain't talking about the politics. I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about politics. The politics has been in there since the, since the 40s, dude. Yeah, I'm not talking about politics. That's why I didn't mention it. Talking about the quality of the damn story. Yeah, you read, you read X of Swords. It ain't got shit to do with the politics. You could take any political something completely out. That story ain't shit. Yeah, well, what when I when you read the Hellfire Gala, you could take all the politics out of it. That story ain't worth a shit. What I'm what I'm was getting at is like you would have a story that yeah they might mention okay yeah so and so's in office or yeah this is the current fashion trend but they didn't push an agenda one way or the other is what i was getting yeah. at go back and go back and look at the old supermans where superman is and this is a quote from the covers help superman slap a jab 
Yeah. No. They were they were pushing wherever they wanted to push, but they knew they had to entertain you to make you look at that message. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's that Jason hit the point. I ain't talking about the politics. I'm talking about the quality. Well, the shit ain't no good. I'm I was just using politics as an example. I'm saying, you know, whatever the, you know, current state of whatever was, you know, whether it be, you know, politics, racial, uh, religious, whatever. Yeah, you might have one or two books that would, you know, kind of flow with that. But the rest of it was like, hey, we got an entertaining story. We're going to tell you this. And if we mention, oh, so-and-so's president or, oh, it's at this location, don't infer anything to it. You know, you got that by the way they wrote it. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, some, they don't, some of that, some of the stuff was direct allegories. Like I said, I'm, I'm taking that. I can we do a show on that. But I'm taking that for this case completely it's completely bland there's no you couldn't tell the political affiliation sexual orientation race gender nothing of whoever wrote this shit take all that out the story itself is dull as hell yeah yeah it's not a good story yeah well that's i don't care and they want what five or six dollars a book for it man it's not well, that, that's why I made the comment earlier that, you know, you got a, a writer. He's got a great idea for a story, but he doesn't have the ability to get that story across to the reader. But what he puts on paper, he thinks is the greatest thing ever. And he doesn't he or she does not take, you know, constructive criticism from his uh, colleagues and going, hey, you need to change this right here so it will make the story float. No, it's perfect the way I wrote it. And that's, well, that's what, where you get that's where you get the kind of a-hole guys of, you know, right. well, if you don't like this, you ain't crap. Yeah. So anyway, we need we need to start wrapping this up. So just kind of just final thoughts. Do you think comics the the big two uh will survive if the movies take a bad dip? Todd. Nah. Not at all. All right. Danny? No, I, I don't. I don't see them surviving in in their current form. No, I don't. Uh, Tyler, I see them surviving, but they're just they're not going to be any kind of major player without a it, huge change. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, survive, sure, but in a greatly diminished state if they don't really because get together. The point is, they don't die because no one wants to hunt them. No one's sitting there saying claim of like, they're dark, dark horse comics isn't sitting in the background going, oh, and what are you two drops? <laughs> it's like, okay, they dropped. Well, okay, I'm still maintaining what I'm maintaining. I'm happy with it. Yeah, no would, one's, no one's sitting there. A little flag if they were suddenly one of the top two instead of one of the instead of you know three or four or five wherever they're at. It's just a thing of like maybe some interested private parties might be sitting there in the shadows to buy buy up you know the entirety of marvel comics mm-hmm. but that would be it there might be some shadowy thing but otherwise they just continue to survive shrinking until they make a good decision well if anybody out there's got a you know the inside scoop on this or got your own opinion or you know want to tell us how much you agree with us or how much you disagree with us uh please comment below we can also be reached at thenerdeternal at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We'd be happy to hear from you.
Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you know, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, you can also go to the go to our website, nerdfilm.com. We've got a merch store. Uh, just any way you want to help us out, we deeply appreciate it. So until next week, I've been your host, the experienced son called Jason, and with me has been... The Blurred Don of the Veil, the Todd Father. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And the token millennial, Tarky. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.